Good afternoon, hockey fans. Welcome to this week's episode of From the Press Box right here on the AHL Report. I'm your host, Amy Johnson, the lead correspondent here at the AHL Report. And I am joined on this, well, at least here at least, this very rainy Tuesday afternoon, June 18th, uh, by my wonderful co-host, the very knowledgeable and the always fantastic editor-in-chief of our Rocket Sports Media brands and our president and founder, Mr. Rick Stevens himself. Good afternoon. And you said it's raining in your vicinity? Oh, flash flood warnings, pouring rain, thunderstorms all day, you know. Well, it is National Go Fishing Day, so that's kind of appropriate really? for, for your area, anyway. Okay, I've been fishing. Or a long time. the other, the other, the other. It's also National Splurge Day, so uh, the day to stay home and and go, um, you know, buy yourself something on the internet and <laughs> and splurge. Or, or or stuff the brownie in my face that I just. Am oh, is that up. what you you have snacks today? I had brownie. I still have a little bit left, but yeah. Brownie in full effect. Well, let me know if um if you need me to fill while you're chewing brownies down way down there, way down south. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might need you to do that. Um but you're coming north. Yes, I am. Northwest of Montreal. The draft is just days away, and um, it is. Rocket Sports crew couldn't be um, more excited. Our contest winners couldn't be more excited, and uh, we'll all be heading out to Vancouver in just a few days. I can't wait. It's my first time to uh, Vancouver, and so I'm looking forward to seeing the sights and well. We uh we have some very uh, very good seats courtesy of the NHL and so the draft is going to be another fantastic experience for the Rock Sports Media team and all of our guests who will be experiencing it right along with us. One of our favorite events on the hockey calendar and uh, always a uh, an opportunity too to catch up with um, uh, people that uh, we've met um, either from the different teams, uh, from the media side, and anyone who is, everyone who's anyone uh, is at this event and should be a great event in Vancouver. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. And we'll we'll talk a little bit more about how you can uh, keep track of our coverage a little later in the show. Um, We have a lot of business to discuss today. Of course, uh, now that Hockey season is officially over, and the the prep for the new season officially has begun. It means that teams, uh, team management is is busy making trades and signings and so forth. So we're going to do a little bit of a a look-see at what Montreal and Philadelphia have been up to. Um, And believe it or not, uh, there's some preseason schedules out already for the NHL clubs, if you can believe that. We're going to go around the AHL, lots of AHL news this week, Uh, some news uh, coming out of California with the Ontario rain and some changes uh, taking place there, uh, as well as plenty of player trades and signings and plenty of coaching changes as well. So we're going to give you, get you all up to speed on what's happening around the AHL. And then of course, when we go beyond the AHL, the the big kahuna, the things to talk about this week, uh, because it is only three days away, uh, the 2019 NHL entry draft. We're just going to touch very briefly on uh, some of the top picks that uh, Rick and I think the, the Montreal Canadiens and the Philadelphia Flyers should uh, hopefully be targeting, uh, particularly in the first round. And then we'll tell you how you can follow along with us online uh, with our adventures in Vancouver, as well as um, – how to keep up with the draft and draft results, uh, all courtesy of Rocket Sports Media as well. So plenty to talk about today. Plenty, plenty. Looking forward to it. So let's, um, am I allowed to be irritated to kick off the first segment? Uh, am sure. I allowed to be 
Am I allowed to be cranky? Yeah, I was kind of ornery last week, and and, uh, you're welcome to play Um, that role this week. Oh, I'm going to be – you know – it's always it's always fun when news uh, hits the wire right before we go on the air. We had one one contract to talk about as far as Montreal is concerned. Um, I, I feel like a broken record every week, Rick. We talk about how every every week since Kyle Dubas got up there and said for the Toronto organization that they were not going to make any fringe signings before free agency. <laughs> I think every week in those two months, it's been, yeah, just it's just been about two and a half months. So for the last 10 weeks, every week, we have brought that up again to say, and guess what? Montreal's doing the exact opposite. And sure enough, earlier this week, you know, okay, new contract for Gustav Olofsson. Here he comes. One-year, two-way contract for defenseman Gustav Olofsson. Some of you might be, uh, Gustav Olofsson? Who the hell's Gustav Olofsson? Well, uh, you might not recognize his name because uh, he didn't really play last year because he missed 70 games. Uh, Lasted all of a week and a half, I think, in the season and and re-injured his shoulder and done for the season. Bye. See ya. Uh, defenseman uh, who had shoulder issues when when he was traded for. Um, And, uh, by the way, that was Will Bitten, who we traded away for Olofsson to be injured all of last season. Uh, Well, apparently they want to take another crack at him. So they've they've signed him, Rick, one-year two-way contract. Um, There's another head-scratcher for me. I mean... Okay, maybe so. So the kid didn't have a chance to show them what he could really do last year. But what, like, what? Let sleeping dogs lie. Well, I think this is a case of it. it, it uh, for Mark Bergevin, it was a bad trade. It, it was just simply a bad trade. Um, yep. Will Bitten, um, you know, again, you want to err on the side of of developing your own prospects. Uh, Will Bitten uh, was one of those. Uh, uh, prospects and and a pretty valuable kind of guy uh, who could uh, play up and down the lineup. Uh, particularly uh, could have been valuable with uh, uh, Laval last year. Uh, can can score when needed. Um, great penalty killer, uh, clutch player. The kind of guy that you want um, out on the ice in the last um, two minutes. Um, and uh, was traded for for Olafson. And as you said, uh, Olafson, with a history of, of with quite an injury history, um, kind of came with with uh, uh, pre-existing uh, shoulder injury and lasted two games. Actually, it was all of four periods um, before uh, being out for the rest of the season. Um, so I think this was a case of of um, of Mark. Bergevin not wanting to appear to have traded Will Bitten for nothing, um, mm-hmm. so um, you know the signed uh, uh, Olafson and and uh, and we'll see what happens and and we'll see if he's fully recovered and we'll see if he can contribute to um, a, um, a a rather uh, what, what will be a, a kind of clogged blue line um, uh, or at least that's what's appearing for the Laval Rocket. Um, but as you said, kind of, uh, uh, a, a full slate of, of fringe players have been signed so far in the off season. The signings have included names like Olson, names like Ryan Culkin, Morgan Adams, Moisan, uh, Cox, Yevpolov, Willette, Gulag, Bel, Belzeal, Leskinen, another defenseman who will be uh, mm. with the Rocket, uh, Jordan Wheel, Nate Thompson, Christian Folan, um, yes, uh, a, a lot of players who will play around the edges uh, for the Montreal Canadiens and for uh, the Laval Rocket. You know, one one position that's pretty sturdy, uh, in my humble opinion, for the Canadians this coming year, it would be the goaltending position. Uh, you've got, um, you know, you've got Carey Price. Charlie Lindgren, ready to go. 
very obviously ready to go. Uh, Michael McNevin ready to, to, you know, looking like he's ready to take that uh, starting position and you've got Caden Primo coming in. Um, so really pretty solid depth for goaltending, which is why, I don't know, someone on the other side of the world might have heard me scream why at the top of my lungs about, I don't know, an hour ago when it hit the wire that Laval has signed Connor LaCouve to a one-year contract for next year. <laughs> Yay! I don't want to, like, I really, I don't want to be negative. This is nothing against Connor LaCouve as a person. He's delightful. Uh, good guy in the room, good energy, good attitude, hard worker. Um, and, and it's even not taking anything away against against his capabilities as a goaltender. But oh, you can let's do that. call a spade a spade. He's an ECHL-level goaltender. He had uh, a little bit of a horseshoe uh, in Laval last year. He took he, he made the best of of their their injury situation and had a great Cinderella story last year. Happy for him for that. But someone tell me, wait, oh, wait, wait. Is this because you don't have an ECHL affili- affiliate, so you want to make sure that you have guys signed that you can just call back up? I mean, what, tell me why you need to sign Connor LaCouve on June 18th when you've got four goaltenders through in the depth chart for the organization already. Well, um, yeah, with, can we, we'll see if we can assume if Charlie Lindgren will be, um, the, uh, Canadians, uh, backup, uh, the backup to Carey Price. Uh, although there's been some rumblings that they, the Canadians are looking at a veteran, looking for a veteran, uh, backup goaltender. If that was the case, then uh, Charlie Lindgren would um, need a place uh, unless uh, he's moved. Uh, Michael McNiven um, expected to be the number one goaltender in Laval uh, this coming year. Uh, Caden Primo, who is uh, tons of potential as a prospect. Um, and uh, now Connor Lacouve, ATN Marcou, uh, who knows? No, okay, Marcou, um, um, not yet signed anyway. Um, yeah, but, right. Uh, you know, some some of these uh, Connor Lacouve uh, did have uh, rode a bit of a cloud uh, last year. Um, not a good goaltender, not a good uh, technical goaltender, an ECHL goaltender um, is. Uh, is fair and and even we heard Danny Breer say you know Lacouve started as the number three goaltender in Maine last year, um, so not one of the top um, ECHL mm-hmm. goaltenders. Uh, but you look at the roster, um, uh, Lacouve belongs in the ECHL. Ryan Culkin, uh, an ECHL player. Morgan Adams, Moisant, ECHL player. Joe Cox, ECHL player. Um, Belzal has more uh, um, uh, experience in the ECHL than than anywhere else, um, and perhaps you could say that about uh, Yevpolov as well. Um, although he acquitted himself pretty well um, last year, um, so if if the, the Canadians were planning on stocking a, an ECHL team, uh, perhaps you could understand the the signings, but. Uh, so far, at least, um, they have not uh, announced uh, an official affiliation uh, with an ECHL team uh, for the coming year. Um, so it it makes one wonder about um, you know crowding all these uh, these uh, slots in the in the roster. And um, and the room that will be available for prospects uh, who need to be able to play and make mistakes and still play and um, and uh, progress, um, which uh, certainly wasn't uh, wasn't the case last season. And speaking of last season, I realize it's been just over two months, but allow me to refresh everyone's memory. And perhaps Joel Bouchard and Mark Bergevin need need a refresher as well. 
The Lavelle Rockets finished seventh out of eight teams in the North Division. The Lavelle Rockets finished 14th out of 16 teams in the Eastern Conference. And the Laval Rocket finished 26th out of 31 teams league-wide. They did not have a good season. Was it quite as dismal as the season prior? No, but just barely. And so... My question, the first thing out of my mouth today upon hearing it, I, I am reaching the point of, of the straw that broke the camel's back with these signings. Um, did we not learn any lessons from last year? Because right now, the on-ice product that Laval is going to have this coming season for 19 to 1920 is going to look like a mirror image of last year's. So unless they have some magic trick up their sleeves that suddenly the same players that they had last year are suddenly going to put on a much better product on the ice this year and and make a run for the cup, I don't see a lot of change happening. And I don't know, that just doesn't... I would understand this rash of signings if we were in the if we were if this were the end of August and we were just kind of filling the coffers with the rest of of the roster to fill things out a bit. But these are the only signings the Canadians have done. They've all been fringe. They've all been non you know they've not any of them been emergency signings like make sure you lock this guy up. Um and it just speaks to me of we've not learned any lessons from last year and we're and that fans are going to get a whole heck of a lot of the same old same old this year um and that's not necessarily encouraging uh it's really not and yeah (laughs) i think that the um the hope um, was, uh, you know, we understand that that um, Joe Bouchard is a pretty proud guy, a very egocentric driven guy uh, that he he wouldn't necessarily um, publicly admit how ill prepared he was um, for last season and that it showed uh, he he assumed that he could uh, coach like he had done. Uh, in junior hockey, and of course, um, you can't, and um, um, and assemble a roster of you know primarily uh, players that he was familiar with, and and that turned out to be uh, a bit of a disaster. And and when you look at you know winning percentage, uh, 27th in the league um, um, last season, uh, so virtually. Um, you know, uh, almost identical to the the, the previous season. Um, you, you just hope that that privately um, a humble assessment would have been done, um, and uh, to 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 admit mistakes and to understand that that the AHL is a different league that the Laval Rocket needed to be assembled quite a bit differently than they were last year. That 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 they really never stood a chance given all of the mistakes that Joel Bouchard and Mark Bergevin made at the beginning of last year. Um, but um, the, the disappointing part is that, um, uh, as you said, they're repeating the same formula that they, they used, or at least it appears that way, uh, unless there's going to be some, um, you know, uh, announcement that uh, an ECHL team has been, a franchise has been, um, Acquired or contracted with, and and um, and many of these players will wind up um, uh, filling those slots. Uh, then, then we can understand there was a an intelligent master plan behind all of this. Otherwise, uh, as you said, it looks much like um, uh, the formula that was used last season. Well, you know, I I, I agree with all of you uh, with everything you said just there, Rick, and. You know, perhaps there wasn't much time for introspection so far yet in the off season. Uh, you know, there are 
important priorities that that do take place uh, early in the off season, and of course, you know, a certain head coach was seen uh, sitting quite prominently at the draft table for the Armada at the QMJHL draft uh, this year. So, you know, <laughs> I, I think I think it's time for um, Mark Bergevin to. Uh, make clear that that Joe Bouchard's priorities have to be uh, the Laval Rocket and uh, these um, you know, divided prior- priorities to an, an allegiance to another team, his work for another team, his uh, making opportunities on his roster for graduates or alumni of of uh, his his other team. Um, are just um, detrimental to the Laval Rocket. They have been and and will be. And will be. My my joke that is actually not a joke because it's kind of sad because it's kind of true is that you know he was there at the draft just checking off the boxes for his future Laval Rocket roster in a few years. So, um, one uh, one name that it looks like, however, may not be returning if you want to look at some changes uh nothing I, I don't know that it's officially come out yet but the, the word on the street is that a qualifying offer will not be extended to daniel Audette this year which would make him an unrestricted free agent come july 1st and and rick you've been kind of predicting that through the crystal ball throughout the course of this past season that um you know that dan Audette has has his ups and downs and 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 has put together some good uh some good runs but that we weren't seeing much of a future with for him with the canadians yeah and and um you know right up front um we like dan audette we like seeing him we like talking to him he's got this uh you know his face lights up with with a smile every time we see him he he enjoys being part of the canadians organization um that his dad is still a part of. Um, mm-hmm. He is, um, you know, he's a delight to, to talk to. Um, and, and after a really rough start, um, he kind of put it together and, and on a team who uh, didn't have much offense uh, provided some offense. Um, um, now, you know that that's that's all relative i think i think part of it is because the team um the laval rocket didn't have offensive players uh he uh he kind of stood out a bit more than than he otherwise would have and and maybe got opportunities that he wouldn't otherwise get uh but i think it's clear that that um yeah it it was clear for me right from the start that this would likely be his last season um that um that there wasn't a future uh for him um with the team and um you know his 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 what what was thought to be a a a smaller player um and a dynamic player um just just wasn't uh the kind of of player who could get it done done himself um, he's a little bit limited in in that regard, and and uh, uh, I think that the Canadians have all the information they they need on on Dan Odette, and um, uh, if this is um, the end in Montreal, then then um, I expect that that he'll find a place somewhere in the AHL, and and uh, we likely oh, yeah. will be seeing him through the year, and and he can um, you know he can continue and and fill a role on a on a team blessed with uh, more offensive players. Absolutely. Well, we're going to leave the, uh, the Montreal Canadians there for, for today. Um, you know, we'll see. Let's uh, who knows what news will come back from Vancouver with uh, for next week's episode, uh, whether it's draft picks, whether it's trades, whether it's more fringe signings, who knows? Uh, but we'll, of course, be here to discuss it and break it all down for you. I um, want to switch gears just quickly over to Philadelphia because 
just in the cases we've been when beating beating this drum about how uh, these signings from Montreal and Laval just don't seem to make sense, we've also been beating the drum that Chuck Fletcher, uh, now at the helm of the Philadelphia Flyers, has just been making all the right moves seemingly uh, and is making a big impact and is, is causing quite a stir around the league for constantly coming up with, um, with, with new ideas and moves in this off season. Um, we've talked recently about the Kevin Hayes trade and, and Fletcher gave another update on that this week and said that talks are really, um, are really coming along positively. Um, in fact, I want to pull up here um you know, there's still nothing concrete, um, but the discussion is, is going in a positive direction. Uh, Fletcher seems optimistic. In fact, Bob McKenzie just tweeted this afternoon saying uh, that, quote, it's not yet a done deal, but Philadelphia continues to work towards a long-term contract for Hayes. And for now, anyway, there's a sense of optimism. And he goes on to say, um, curious on the market value for Hayes. Uh, six years at north of six and a half million, perhaps. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Bob McKenzie putting some feelers out there, um, but also reporting that that uh, talks are still going well. So, we'll see if the Flyers can pull that off. In the meantime, though, they've Rick, they've been. I mean, it's just been one thing after another. The most uh, recent is today. Uh, Justin Braun acquired from San Jose. Uh, and and that comes on the heels of of the Gudis Niskanen trade and yeah. um, the Flyers remaking uh, their blue line. Um, the I really like the the acquisition of of Niskanen from the Capitals. Uh, Gudis, as, as as I've loudly said, I think is a is a goon and uh, for whatever reason was uh, a favorite of uh, Dave Haxtell's and. And uh, now without him, uh, without Haxtell um, in the organization, um, Gudis moved off and, and Niskanen should. Um, uh, he's already spoken quite quite posi- positively uh, about uh, his role as a mentor to uh, one of the uh, younger um, top four uh, defensemen and, uh, uh, and that that you know he's kind of a Niskanen can be a a puck mover a a, a minutes eater and and um and should be a nice matchup um and and as you said uh, then with uh um uh, buying out uh Andrew McDonald uh oh, yeah. that was kind of that was kind of expected um and uh, and so on, there was uh, an opening with with Gudis and McDonald gone uh, on the bottom pair. Uh, you have an opening, and and uh, the Flyers uh, filled that, um, sending off uh, a couple of picks uh, for Braun uh, today. You know, it's just he continues to rack up these these moves that just seem to make sense. Um, I'm I couldn't be more pleased with the Niskan and Gudis trade. Um, I and I and I as mentioned, he's already talking about. Uh, embracing his role as a mentor for some of the younger defensemen and, and how excited he seems to be to play with some of the young uh, blue liners that, that Philadelphia has been grooming. Um, and so I like to see that kind of attitude. Uh, I, I think that's a really positive look for the Flyers. Uh, buying out AMAC was long overdue. Um, the writing was on the wall there, I think. Uh, it needed to happen. And, uh, you know, the San Jose Sharks, uh, put on a show this year in the playoffs and uh, Braun was um, in their top four defensemen just about every game. So, um, you know, it's, it's lots of things improving. Kevin Hayes is still a, a question mark and we haven't even made it to the draft floor yet. Uh, I'm really looking forward to see what Chuck Fletcher and uh, the rest of the Philadelphia Flyers management and, and scouting crew put together for, for this year's draft. Um, have a feeling. I have a feeling they're going to shake things up. I think he's going to want to put a big stamp on on his new uh, management of the team. And uh, so far, he's he's done a good job at doing that. Just that. Sam Carcitti has the 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 possible pairs with Provorov and Braun uh, on the top pairing. I, I think that's a little high for Braun. 
Yeah. Sandheim and Niskanen could uh, could be a nice pairing. And, That'd be uh, very nice. Or or even Gossespier and, and Niskanen, but but I like Sandheim and Niskanen, uh, and Gossespier and and uh, Myers on the the bottom pairing, and and um, with uh, Robert Haig and and uh, Sam Moran. Uh, in the mix there as well, but uh, all of these moves uh, with respect to defense by the Flyers, uh, fueling speculation, particularly in in Montreal, that Shane Gostaspear, um might be on the move. That the you know the the organization seems to have have soured on Gossespierre and and uh, his uh, reluctance to play defense. And uh, if that is truly the case, then uh, there will be quite a number of suitors because uh, you know a dynamic defenseman like Gostasbier, whatever his his defensive faults are, uh, will be in demand. Um, and uh, with the Canadians needing uh, some help on the left side, uh, there could be uh, a match there. Although I would expect that the Flyers, uh, trading a, a player of that caliber, would be looking for. Um, a whole uh, lot. Someone, <laughs> someone for their top four, and and I, I, I guess that depends on on whether they're able to um, uh, sign uh, Hayes if if he's going to be the solution uh, as the second mm-hmm. line center. Otherwise, they'll be looking um, to use Gossespierre to fill that slot. Well, it'll be. Uh... It'll, it, it won't be that long before we're going to start seeing how rosters are going to be shaping up. Um, it is June 18th. We are going to blink and, and preseason will be here. Uh, and if, if you don't believe me, the, both the Flyers and the Canadians both released their 2019-20 NHL preseason schedules today. Uh, if you can, if you can believe that, um, the Flyers are going to return to the PPL Center in Allentown, which is the home of the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, for their uh, fifth consecutive year. Uh, and instead of playing a split squad game like they normally do, they're instead that's going to be the kickoff game for preseason for them, and it's going to be a rookie game. So it'll be the Flyers rookies versus the new uh, the New York Islanders rookies at the PPL Center uh, on Wednesday, September 11th. And then they then move uh, about five days later to a, a home-and-home against the Islanders. Uh, they play the Boston Bruins at Wells Fargo Center. They play the New York Rangers at Wells Fargo Center. And then they go on the road to play both of those teams before heading over to Switzerland um, to play that previously announced um, against the Swiss club HC Lausanne uh, in Switzerland on September 30th. So uh, a, a good uh, mix of, of teams there for the Philadelphia Flyers uh, for their preseason for the Canadians. Um, they're going to get a little more, um, you know, national attention um, in their preseason, Rick, you know, they're, they're kicking things off with a home game against the devils uh, on uh, September 16th, but then they get to play, um, they get to head over to New Brunswick to play the Panthers in the Kraft Hockeyville game uh, on Wednesday, September 18th. And I think that's going to be, it'll be nice to see the Canadians playing a different team in the preseason than they, than they normally would be. Um, And at a different locale and being involved with the Kraft Hockeyville celebration, I think will be, will be really fun. Yeah, the Canadians have uh, will have seven preseason games after the Devils uh, uh, to open the the season, as as you said. Uh, two against the Panthers, two against the Leafs, and two against the uh, Senators. Um, the uh, the the Hockeyville, uh, the Craft Hockeyville uh, game was announced quite a while ago, quite some time ago, mm-hmm. and. Um, and it was uh, with the announcement. It was said that that would be um, that that game in New Brunswick would um, would mean that that uh, the Canadians would not be in Quebec City um, as as they normally are uh, for the preseason. And I guess uh, <laughs> there was a little <laughs> bit of uh, pushback on that. And so oh, the Canadians yeah. said, "Oh, wait a minute. By the way, um, yes." Uh, uh, we will play in Quebec, um, and uh, it will be a rematch of of the uh, Craft Hockey Craft Hockeyville game 
uh, with uh, with the Panthers. So, um, yeah, a little bit of a – they'll see uh, very few teams, <laughs> but the, the same yeah. teams quite often. But, um, yeah, and uh, uh, it's always the, – the Canadians always have a, a home-heavy exhibition schedule uh, because teams like to with with uh, uh, the preseason rules of of the teams splitting the gate, they like to play in Montreal because they know they'll play in front of a full building and and get a good um, a good chunk of change if if they play in uh, Montreal. That's right. It'll be here before you know it. And we'll be there bringing you coverage live, of course. Uh, But we have a lot of off-season to get through before that happens. So we're going to take a quick break. And on the other side of it, we're going to catch you up on all of the news happening around the AHL. And boy, this week has been full of it. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back right here on From the Press Box. From the Press Box is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. Their mission is to build a worldwide network of sports fans who are informed, engaged, entertained, and connected. Learn more about RSM, its team, and its portfolio of brands at rocketsportsmedia.com. Be sure to follow us on social media. Find us on Twitter at The AHL Report. Check out our original game photography on Instagram at AHL Report. And watch our exclusive video interviews with players, coaches, and other notable hockey names on our YouTube channel, at All Habs. Just remember to turn on notifications so that you never miss a video. The AHL Report, your premier source for Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and all American Hockey League news. Welcome back to From the Press Box here on the AHL Report. I'm your host again, Amy Johnson, joined, of course, by my co-host, Rick Stevens. Uh, And don't forget to uh, get in touch with us on social media. You can find us on Twitter at the AHL Report, seven days a week, 365 days a year. If you've got a question about hockey, whether it's NHL, AHL, ECHL, QMJHL, junior hockey, prospects, NCAA, you name it. If you've got a question, reach out to us at the AHL report on Twitter and ask away, or maybe you have comments or just want to talk about the latest hockey news we, we always like to hear from our fans and followers and listeners. So don't be afraid to reach out uh, at the AHL report on Twitter. Right now, however, we're going to go around the AHL and Rick, the, the AHL has just been full of news this week. Um, and the first uh, the first tidbit that we just want to mention here uh, is all the way over on the West Coast in California. And the Ontario Reign had some news come out uh, just uh, this was last a little last week that they announced um, that their arena is no longer going to be called Citizens Business Bank Arena. Uh, it has been renamed as the Toyota Arena and uh New naming rights, new partnership agreement with the Southern California Toyota Dealership Association. And uh, so there you have it. Why is why might this also be significant? Well, that's the home of this year's AHL All-Star Game uh, in January 2020. So they'll have shiny new signs hanging all over that building uh, for the AHL to show it off during the All-Star Game. Um, also want to mention uh, that this week there will be some more uh, team news coming out this week uh, because this week is the week that the AHL team business meetings uh, take place. Uh, there will be more than 200 representatives from the league and all of its member clubs. Uh, they are ha- hosting it in Charlotte, North Carolina this year. Uh, and there'll be plenty of keynote speakers and presenters. Dave Andrews will be there. Um, uh, president and CEO of the Vegas Golden Knights will be there. Uh, all sorts of, of people will be there in the sports world to, to give some uh, insight and, and advice and so forth, as well as about 40 merchandise, promotional, ticketing, and technology companies will be there for their 12th annual annual vendor showcase for each member team to kind of take a look at what are the new things uh, coming up in in sports entertainment and merchandising and ticketing and technology uh, that they can take advantage of this year. 
Notable, though, uh, Rick, this is about the time, this is this is the week that we usually find out the team awards on the business side uh, from the year before. So we'll find out very soon, and we'll probably be able to report on this next week, uh, you know, who is going to win for the league this year as, you know, the best social media representation, um, you know, mascots, best ticket sales, best, um, you know, attendance, uh season tickets, you know, revenue, things, things of that nature. So all of the business side of things, we're going to hear about how, how teams really fared. Um, and I think that's always an interesting thing for, for, for fans to know about because their hockey is a business. Uh, and so a, it's nice to tip the hat to the people who keep the business of hockey running, uh, who are doing a good job and also interesting to find out what some of those statistics look like. Now, moving along, the AHL has also had uh, their own uh, player trades and signings outside of Montreal and Philadelphia. Uh, And the first one I think we'll we'll touch on is one that uh, you and I touched on a little bit towards the end of the year. Uh, You had a big question uh, for the last couple of months of the season. Where is Connor Ingram? (laughs) Where did he go? Uh, And he now has a new home. Uh, the Nashville Predators have acquired Connor Ingram from Tampa Bay in exchange for a seventh-round pick in the 2021 NHL draft. So it sounds like, and it looks like, the uh, Connor Ingram run with the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Syracuse Crunch has come to an end. And that's that's unfortunate. Uh, Connor Ingram um, is... Uh, a goalie that that I liked uh, it, with uh, a very good technical goaltender uh, uh, and uh, a number of scouts uh, um, were pretty high on Connor Ingram, um, and uh, he was having a great season. He was uh, at the um, All Star game and then just kind of uh, fell off the map and and was. Uh, um, not even the starting goaltender for um, Tampa's ECHL affiliate. And um, we were told it was, um, you know, personal issues. It was a, it was an internal matter, I think was, was the, mm-hmm. uh, the phrase used. And um, um, whatever, whatever issue it is, I, I hope uh, that Connor has, has gotten it under control and he's been given a fresh start with a, a new organization. He's a talented player, and uh, um, and he he can succeed. Um, and um, um, hopefully, whatever whatever it is that's uh, troubling him is is now under control. Absolutely, fresh starts can be good for for uh, players, no matter what the situation. So we'll wait to see how things work out for Mr. Connor Ingram. Um. We were just speaking of the Ontario Reign. They re-signed Brett Sutter uh, just a few days ago. Uh, 32 years old. This is his 13th pro season playing hockey. Um, And in this past season with the Reign, he scored a career-high 21 goals uh, and was third on the team with 45 points uh, in 67 games. So, um, And he was voted the winner of the AHL's Fred T. Hunt Memorial Award as the player who best exemplifies the qualities of sportsmanship, determination, and dedication to hockey. So, Brett Sutter, back with the rain for another year. Going along with that, uh, the Amherst's, uh, the Rochester Americans, also had a very strong season, particularly the start to their season, uh, and they have agreed to terms with veteran forward Kevin Porter uh, for another year. This is his fifth season with the Amherst and finished fourth among all Rochester forwards in assists and seventh in points. Um, And uh, he has been the team captain for the last two years. And so captain is back for another season uh, coming up here with Rochester. It's good news for them. 
But the players aren't the only ones uh, moving and grooving around the AHL. Um, We've started the rash of of coaching changes and so forth. Just today, the Columbus Blue Jackets named uh, Director of Player Personnel Chris Clark, uh, the general manager of the AHL's Cleveland Monsters, and signed Mike Eaves to a multi-year contract to become the head coach for the Monsters. Eves has 34 seasons of uh, coaching experience, both in the professional and collegiate ranks. Um, So he is the first uh, update for coaching for the week. The Oilers also had some news uh, after they extended Bakersfield Condors head coach Jay Woodcroft through the 21-22 season. Uh, So he joined the Oilers staff in 2015 um, and in his first season as head coach of the Condors, led the team to a 42-21-3 and two record. So, extending him for another few years. Uh, that's Jay Woodcroft with the Bakersfield Condors. And the one that's really making and, the biggest. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I was just going to say um, Cleveland, a bit of, of a team that uh, is is on the move. Uh, we, we saw them make a. a, a a really hard push for the playoffs and, and got ahead of, of Belleville got into the playoffs. They swept Syracuse and then ran up against the Marlies and, and, uh, and uh, then at the end of the year, when Columbus was making some changes, John Madden um, was not returned. And, and, um, and so that um, uh, has, has Mikey's going in there and, and um, with, with Bakersfield, um, another team that, I think with all the confusion and commotion and bad feelings in Edmonton, um, it was it was actually a nice season for uh, Bakersfield. They had a great regular season, and and then they ran into uh, San Diego in the playoffs, and and um, and so there's a uh, they wanted to continue with the group that had brought them some uh, at least some regular season success, and and uh, hopefully that continues for them the next season. Absolutely. And the one, the, the one that's making the biggest um, news splash right now uh, happens to be because it's got NHL ramifications, and that is that Dallas Eakins, the former head coach of the San Diego Gulls, um, has now been named the head coach of the Anaheim Ducks. He has uh, officially received his call up, uh, and uh, will be will be the bench boss there in Anaheim, which leaves a big question mark as to who is going to fill his shoes there in San Diego. And um, I'm going to very biasedly say that Sylvain Lefebvre should move from assistant right into that head coach lot, but I might be getting ahead of myself. So I'll have to wait to see, but Dallas Eakins, uh, Rick, you've been saying for quite a while that he would be a a great graduate uh, to the NHL uh, in in the Anaheim organization, he he did a, a great job with the uh, with the Marlies the four years there that he spent as um, a head coach and a couple of years uh, prior to that as as assistant and and got them pointed in the the right direction and then was seen as one of those bright young um, uh, future uh, head coaches and went into Edmonton and and uh, like m- many. Um, Edmonton kind of, uh, with all of their organizational issues, uh, chews up coaches and spits them out. And, and there was a question about uh, whether he would get back to the NHL. But he spent four years with the Gulls, and, and the Gulls had a great season getting to the Western Conference Finals. And and, uh, um, and, it, and I guess it was interesting uh, for me in that, that Anaheim – uh, you know, Randy Carlyle was fired back in in February, but rather than bring up um, Eakins in, in in the middle of the season, uh, he was left uh, with the club, and and GM Bob Murray stepped behind the bench in Anaheim, uh, and then um, once the season was over, and and Bob Murray said that the the situation in Anaheim was just too toxic. Uh, he didn't want to bring a a new coach into that, and um, and I think. Dallas Eakins was always at the top of the list, although um, we hear that that um, the the last two it was a decision between Dallas Eakins, 
uh, and uh, Scott Sandlin, um, the um, uh, UMD Bulldogs uh, head mm. coach, uh, who is another um, uh, coach who looks to be being considered for um, uh, an NHL post and uh, and has had uh, outstanding success with uh, with the Bulldogs and, and would probably be a good choice. But good luck to Dallas Eakins. Uh, in Anaheim, and as you said, that leaves a, a coaching hole in San Diego, and and we'll see who who fills that. We shall see, um, and we also continue to keep an eye on all of the player and coaching changes that happen around the league. That's really going to start to heat up now that uh, free agency is right around the corner. The draft is just a few days away. Um, lots of lots of moving parts this time of year. And sometimes it's hard to keep track of it all. That's why you can count on the team here at Rocket Sports Media to keep you in tune and in touch with all, all the latest that's happening uh, right here on From the Press Box, online at the AHL Report. Um, you know, we've got lots of lots of information for you and uh, happy to bring it along to you. We are going to take a quick break uh, right now. And uh, on the other side of that, we are going to go beyond the AHL and give you just a sneak peek at uh, who Rick and I think might be some of the top picks for the Flyers and the Canadians uh, at the draft uh, in Vancouver in just a couple of days. And we're going to tell you how to follow along all of the fun along with our team. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back right after this. Be sure to follow us on social media. Find us on Twitter at The AHL Report. Check out our original game photography on Instagram at AHL Report and watch our exclusive video interviews with players, coaches, and other notable hockey names on our YouTube channel at All Habs. Just remember to turn on notifications so that you never miss a video. The AHL Report, your premier source for Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and all American Hockey League news. From the Press Box is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. In addition to building a worldwide network of sports fans, the team at RSM is also dedicated to mobilizing the sports community in ways that make a difference in the lives of others. Giving back to the community bridges the gap between team affiliations. It's something any fan can support. RSM proudly provided support for organizations and projects like Hockey Fights Cancer, Five Hole for Food, the Montreal Canadiens Children's Foundations, Autism Speaks, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society of Canada, and the People of Canada Portrait Project, just to name a few. If you would like to be involved with a Rocket Power project or have a worthy fundraising initiative you'd like us to be part of, please contact us at rocketsportsmedia.com. Welcome back to From the Press Box right here on the AHL Report. I'm your host, Amy Johnson, and Rick Stevens, my co-host, is here along with us. And again, don't forget, I just want to remind you one more time, be sure to contact us on Twitter, on social media, if you're, uh, if you're interested in having a conversation about hockey at any time, if you've got a question about something you heard on the show, if you've got, uh, you know, a, a bit of news or a tidbit of news that you think we should cover as well, you can always reach out to us at the AHL Report on Twitter. Uh, you can, of course, also find us online. The website is ahl.report. Um, and that's where you can find all the latest information as well. Um, and it's just a, a wealth of information. If you're a fan of hockey, whether it's NHL, AHL, or any other league for that matter, um, this is the place for you to find it. So be sure to reach out to us uh, and get in touch. Rick, it's that time of year. We've been we've been anxiously waiting like kids waiting for Santa to come, and the week is finally here. The NHL draft is happening in just three days in Vancouver. It's coming back to Canada for the first time in a long while. Um, and um, it's just every every person under the sun has done a mock draft, I think, at this point. <laughs> Uh, for Canadians and, and Flyers fans, you know, of course, everyone wants to know, you know, pretty sure Jack Hughes is going to go to New Jersey with the first pick. Capo Caco is probably going to go to the New York Rangers. But beyond that, 
there's lots of question marks in the air for, for Flyers fans and for Canadians fans. Uh, you know, there's some, some targets there. Philadelphia picks uh, 11th overall. Uh, Montreal picking 15th. The big question is, are they going to do what everyone's predicting that they're doing going to do and, and pick Raphael Lavoie? Well, um, I would suggest, <laughs> and um, I, I'm, I'm not a, a, a big fan of, of Raphael Lavoie, given, given his um, uh, work ethic issues, given his consistency issues, given his uh, poor level of compete, but, you know, the, there's no denying his offense um, and his, his uh, a skilled player. But with all the, the, the um, criticism from Flyers fans that, uh, you know, they're happy with their team, but they don't have, they don't have a uh, pure sniper uh, in the lineup, uh, mm-hmm. Could the Flyers, and we know the Flyers' history of, of taking uh, players from Quebec, could the Flyers be interested in Raphael Lavoie? Could they kind of uh, ignore his defensive issues um, and um, and attitude issues and, and, and work him into shape? Uh, that would be kind of a, um, a boomer bust pick, I think. Or mm-hmm. could the Flyers be interested in, in again, looking – looking at a player who has a ton of offense but maybe some question marks, and that's Arthur Kaliev uh, from the Hamilton Bulldogs, um, those two players would fulfill uh, the, the Flyers, uh, uh, at least the Flyers fans' desire for that pure sniper. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I think for me, uh, as far as what I know, Chuck Fletcher is, is a little more of a um, – uh, play it safe kind of guy, and 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 he kind of uh, telegraphed that um, he thought that the draft would be an opportunity to refill the um, the prospect pool with defensive prospects. So uh, you also look at um, some of the mocks, and in in that spot for the Flyers, you see a Philip Broberg, um, uh, a smooth, strong skating defenseman. Um, uh, who would be a, a nice pick there, uh, or maybe even a, a, a Peyton Krebs uh, for the Flyers? That that I I could uh, I liked your thinking with with all of that. Now, so you don't want to see Rafael Lavo- <clears throat> excuse me Lavoie go to to Montreal. Of course, everyone out of Montreal is predicting that that's who they're going to take because he's <laughs> because he's from the queue. Um, who who are the you know. It's it's well known that um, defense needs needs some work. Um, who who are the targets that you really see Montreal needing to go after, be, based off of of the needs that they have to fill in, on the depth chart? Organizationally, the the Canadians um, uh, need left defensemen in the organization, um, and uh, probably uh, my favorite of of the group that that could. Uh, be available at the 15 pick would be Cam York, um, uh, who was part of the uh, USA National Development Program. Um, mm-hmm. He's uh, committed to the University of Michigan next year. Um, great skater, um, but he, uh, his strength, I think, is that he's smart, really smart player, great hockey sense, um, and he's a and he's a good defender. Um, I, I think that uh, Cam York would be would be an excellent pick um, at 15. Um, if not, if if um, uh, Victor Soderstrom, um, also a defenseman, uh, he happens to to be uh, on the right side, but another guy who's very smart, a very high hockey IQ, um, great vision, and and a very calm and composed uh, player. Um, he would be a nice pickup there, or I'm pretty high on uh, Maurice Sider, um, a little one of the more unknown players uh, from Mannheim. Um, a really good uh, two-way defenseman, and again, excellent on hockey IQ. That's kind of uh, that's kind of the common thread with uh, the guys that I like for the Canadians. 
Uh, he also plays on on the right side, but uh, would be a great shutdown defenseman to add to um, the Montreal prospect pool. The big question is, are we going to have another first-round draft moment like we did last year when Jasperi Kokkinemi's name was announced and the cameras zoomed right in on the woman <laughs> who looked like she was about to fall out of her chair. Are we going to have one of those kind of blockbuster Montreal moments, or, or is Trevor Timmons and Mark Bergevin going to going to not rock the boat so much this year? <laughs> well, listen, if we spot her at the draft, uh, I'm definitely going over and getting an interview because she's been um, the most <laughs> the most photographed. Uh, Montreal Canadiens fan this past year and uh, it would be lovely to find out uh, more of her story and what she thinks of the pick now <laughs> now mm-hmm. that uh, yeah. Kakenemi worked out okay uh, worked, worked out okay well you know as you say if we see her at the draft that is the key those are the, that's the key phrase uh, because being at the draft is not just about watching uh, the draft unfold live. That in and of itself is is truly a, a unique experience. It's fun to watch, um, but being in the building is a is a who's who of hockey around every corner. You can't walk three feet on the concourse without running into GMs and prospects and scouts and coaches and alumni and. Uh, members of the the local media, regional media, national media, international media. Uh, it's just it's the place to see to 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 see and be seen um, for the NHL to kick off the season. And my goodness, it's just going to be another exciting exciting year uh, for the Rocket Sports Media Group uh, in Vancouver. Really looking forward to it. Looking forward to. Um... Uh, getting together with our team, with our Rocket Sports team, and also all the members, our, our contest winners uh, from all different teams and all different locales throughout North America. And uh, looking forward to meeting everyone in Vancouver. We are as well. And, of course, are you a little bummed that uh, maybe you didn't enter the contest and now you're thinking, oh, maybe I should have? Well, you can still follow along with all the fun. Be sure you're following all of our uh, social media accounts uh, at the AHL Report on Twitter, um, at AHL Report on Instagram and Facebook, um, as well as uh, the All Habs uh, Twitter account at All Habs, and that's actually uh, where you can find Rick as well. You can find me at Flyers Rule, and we're going to have constant updates throughout the weekend of of not only what's happening as far as draft selections, uh, which you can follow that on the All Habs Hockey Magazine uh, website as well, but we're, we'll have updates on all of the fun things that we're doing there in Vancouver and what's like to be there at the draft. You know, uh, I'll have a couple of live video hits uh, as as we normally do, and, and kind of give you a sense of of what the environment's like. Uh, you never know who we'll run into, so. Um, Lots of lots of great photos coming. We also have some social events planned with our contest winner group and t- and team members. So we'll bring you kind of a, an inside look at at those events as well. And it's just going to be uh, it's going to be a ton of fun. You don't want to miss out on it. And I think you're going to want to mark your calendar next year to remind yourself to enter the contest uh, because you're not going to want to miss it this year uh, next year if you're unfortunately missing the trip with us this year. I should also mention this is uh, it's a special uh, year for for Rocket Sports Media in running this event, uh, Rick. And this is a, a tip of the hat to you um, because this is our 10th anniversary of partnering with the NHL to to bring the Rocket Sports Media NHL Draft Fan Event uh, to folks. Uh, it was 10 years ago that uh, in Montreal, when the draft was held at the Bell Center, that uh, the NHL first partnered uh, with you and, and Rocket Sports. And uh, it's been a, a lot of memories in the making uh, every year ever since then. That first draft was uh, where where we brought in fans from, from all over North America, and they all converged and in Montreal. And it was very special. And, and 
uh, fans have made lifelong friendships that uh, proud to say they still maintain today. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I thought it was, yes, it is the 10th anniversary as, uh, of us doing this kind of thing and providing opportunities for fans to get together and to get a kind of a, a unique experience um, uh, that they wouldn't otherwise get. Uh, courtesy of our our partnership with the NHL. And I thought it was interesting that in Elliot Friedman's uh, 31 Thoughts on the Weekend, number 28 uh, reads this way, uh, Montreal last hosted the draft in 2009. Sounds like the Canadians are on the radar once again. Oh, that's interesting. And they have not made so we'll an see announcement. where that goes, and I expect yeah. that we'll hear um, sometime over the weekend where next year's draft is is going to be. Very fun. We'll uh, we'll be sure to, uh, to all over that news. Uh, and that first weekend in Montreal ten years ago was uh, a memorable one, to say the least. Uh, and it was a tough fun. Um, and we certainly uh, look forward to seeing. Um, old friends and meeting new faces uh, this coming weekend. Be sure to follow along with all of us uh, here at Rocket Sports Media. Um, Safe travels to everyone who's traveling to Vancouver. And uh, we'll be back here again next Tuesday. Uh, Same bat time, same bat channel. Maybe a little jet lagged, but we'll be ready to break down everything that happened at the draft uh, and, and bring you all the latest here on From the Press Box. Rick, thanks so much for joining me again this week. It's going to be an exciting weekend uh, with the team and our contest winners. Look forward to um, seeing everybody in Vancouver and, uh, and then back here next week. And we will uh, look forward to talking with all of you as well. Join us again next week for another episode of From the Press Box right here on the AHL Report. Thank you so much for joining us. We're always happy to have you. Enjoy your week and uh, enjoy the draft. Keep your eye open uh, on the TV coverage for the Rocket Sports Media crew. We'll be waving and cheering. Until next time, thanks so much. We'll see you soon. And keep on wishing. Remember your dreams is your only skin. So keep on pushing.